Hello, and welcome to something hopefully a little different. My name is Michael Bockel, former head of digital at Scottish FA and now a freelance sports marketing consultant and volunteer at Nairn County FC. I'm going to take you through life as a marketer for a non-league Scottish football team, working on next to no budget. What am I looking to achieve with this? Well, hopefully help people realise they are not alone in what they do first and foremost, but also help those who are involved with their local clubs with ideas and guidance on how to market a non-league club. For those working with clubs in higher divisions, I dare say there'll be plenty to take away from this podcast series too. It should be said, no two clubs are the same. What works or doesn't work for Nairn may be different for you. Let's get into it. So who am I and who are Nairn County? Well, first off, let's make it clear. Nairn County are the greatest football team in the world. Or in more realistic terms, they were the seventh best team in the Highland League last season. Nairn is a lovely seaside town in the north of Scotland, just next to Inverness and not a million miles away from Loch Ness. Nairn, or the Wee County, as they are affectionately known, play in the Highland League, the fifth tier of Scottish football. The Highland League is made up of 18 teams. The top six have a decent playing budget for the most part. We used to, but about six years ago, our main sponsor and benefactor of the club pulled out and it left us with an uncertain future. Players were sold, a strict wage structure was put in place and more importantly, the local community rallied around to help the club have a future. Fast forward to 2022 and the club is in a far healthier position. Like all clubs at our level in Scotland, the club is mainly run by volunteers with just the football side receiving a wage. In 2021, I was approached by the club to come on board and help them. I had just finished up at the Scottish Football Association, where as head of digital, I had overall responsibility for the online output for the likes of the Scotland national team, Scottish Cup, and everything else like coach education that the Scottish FA looks after. I was fortunate to have a great team to help me with this. I've worked in digital and marketing roles for the past 15 years and in January 2022 decided to go freelance and work as a sports marketing consultant, working with clients such as top division football clubs, the Open, as well as various other clients in the world of sport. So what does marketing look like at Nairn County? Well, being a club run on volunteers, a lot of the previous marketing activity was done on an ad hoc basis. Community is important to the club, and over the last few years, there have been various initiatives to help individuals in the town, particularly during COVID. The management committee, when I joined, had approximately eight or nine people on it, and I'm not speaking out of turn when I hear when I say some were doing more than others. The director of football was taking on a lot of social media updates and designs while trying to manage the football side of things. With me coming in and subsequently recruiting a couple of additional volunteers, more of which we will talk about in a future podcast, we have managed to free up more of Graham's time to concentrate on the football aspect as we try to get on the front foot and be proactive. When I started, I wanted to look to improve a number of things. Communication with the fans, get more people in in the town to come and watch us and raise the profile of the club. Oh, and I had to try and do all this while living 180 miles away from there. Being based in Glasgow, 
Everything I have done to date has been remote by the handful of home games I get to each season. So how will this podcast go? Hopefully, it will provide some insight into marketing a non-league club. We'll go through some of the things I did when I began and in my first season. We'll go into a bit more detail around some of the recent activity and hopefully we'll get up to speed at some point. And it'll give insight into who and what we use to help improve what we do. Of course, at any point you're listening to this and you see you want to see some examples of what I did or want me to send you some stuff, honestly, please do not hesitate to drop me a DM on Twitter or on LinkedIn or get in touch via my website, Michael Bockel, which is B-O-C-H-E-L dot co.uk. So what did I do first? Having not lived in the town for a good while, not knowing many of the management committee that well, and not getting to as many games as I would like to have, uh, I needed to get a feel for what the opinion was amongst those involved with the club and the fans. To throw in an additional level of intrigue, as a country, we were still in the grips of COVID, so things weren't exactly normal when I joined. So the first thing I did, I sent round a survey to the management committee. Again, knowing how these things work, people have different opinions on on direction, on things that we should be doing. So I want to get a feel. It was entirely anonymous, so people could could be as open and honest as they can uh, in the survey. And it was good to get an an idea of, you know, what what was important to to individuals and, and what could we or should we be doing more as a club. Needless to say, you know, the, the, the people that are involved with the club are very proud of the club and, and, and proud of the work they do. And it, it was great to, to get a feel and, and even see some of that passion um, and, and enjoyment come through in, in some of the, the responses. Obviously, there was things to work on and, and things that individuals wanted the club to focus more on, which was also good to see because obviously that, that helps uh, structure some of the direction we want to go in. On top of this, um, so that was, I probably did that, I officially started in the July, that probably started, I did that survey, must have been about April, May time, um, 2021. So when I started in July, we'd already started the fan survey as well, so I wanted to to come in and and hit the ground running, so to speak. So what we did was uh, I created a fan survey um, and I used Google Forms, the same as what I used for creating the management committee survey. Google Forms is easy to use. It's free. It can download all the um, responses in a, a spreadsheet for you, which you can download, which is great. And you can get you can start looking into them in a bit more detail. It also provides um, some simple pie charts and, and graphs etc for you for you as well when you're actually using google Forms. so it was a handy thing as a free tool to use obviously there is other tools out there you know there's things like survey monkey which i've used in the past which is great but you know for, for what i needed at the time and, and for what was what was the the main point was free um you know google forms did the job so as i said you know created two sort of fan surveys one was a are you a fan in your county complete this survey and there was a local resident survey which I created 
which is more designed for people who lived or live in there and who wouldn't necessarily um, classify themselves as, as Nairn County fans. I'll tell you right now, I shouldn't have done two surveys. Um, I think it was a good idea in theory. What happened in the end was there was a bit of duplication across both, you know, local residents who maybe didn't classify themselves as Nairn County fans were still completing the fan survey. And I think it just probably complicated matters too much for what it was. So um, hence why and we'll, we'll get onto this in a later podcast as well, ended up just doing one survey um, in, in 2022. But, you know, we, we had created this fan survey. And I'll go through some of the questions that we asked and, and what came out of it. But really what I was looking to do was get some insight into, you know, what were the demographics and, you know, makeup of our fans and those that are probably most invested in the club? What were their habits and, and general habits of, of going to watch Nairn? And, and for those who don't go up to Station Park, uh, our home ground in Nairn, and, and, you know, why why were they not going up? What were the reasons for this? You know, thoughts and opinions on the on the club and, and you know, is was that differing a lot of from what the, the management committee and those involved in the club believe what the club does and, and what it stands for to, versus what uh, the fans thought. Um, wanted to understand an awareness of things like we've got a club 1914, which is a membership that you can join. We've got things like 50-50 draws, um, you know, stuff that obviously a lot of clubs do have, especially at our level. I also want to understand, you know, what what is the makeup of that of the fan base in terms of are they using social media? What channels do they use? Um, and was there anything that we were missing on that front? Other things asked around was, was things like the website, you know, merchandise, and just opened it up for general comments. So all in, we had one hundred and twenty two responses. Now, you're probably listening to this especially if you uh, work for a club with a far bigger fan base and go, well, that's not a lot. But for us, you know, average attendance is circa 300 people at a home game. It was a good starting point. You know, it, it gave a lot of food for thought. General promotion was mainly just through social media We'd, at this stage. And again, we'll get onto this a little bit down the line. Um, didn't have, you know, email database. So... We had to rely on social media, word of mouth. Some of the guys um, on the committee were great at pushing it into sort of lo- local near and Facebook groups and, you know, general getting in front of, of people socially. For this one, you know, didn't have an incentive for completing the survey. And again, it's something I actually introduced in uh, for this year, 2022, it has been something, you know, when I was at the Scottish FA, we didn't always incentivise our surveys. Reason being, being football, you know, everybody generally has an opinion and, and is willing to offer it up. But again, having learned the lesson from that first year, I definitely would have incentivised it um, in, in that first year um, if I had my time again. So what I did with all this sort of data was it, it helped 
create a plan. So as I said, we had 122 responses uh, of the survey and it was a mix of about half currently lived in there and um, a quarter used to live in there and, and another quarter had said they had never lived in there. The survey ages varied, but you know, predominantly it was, was older. You're looking at more than half were 45 plus um, which when you take into account the average season ticket holder, I think at any football clubs, roughly about 42 to 45, that, that was no surprise. Uh, and in terms of the gender breakdown, it was 89% males completed the survey and 11% of females completed. Those that live in there asked them why they, they supported the club and the, the main reasons that came out of it was local team um, either used to play or, or be involved with the club at various levels. A family member had brought them along when younger, and, and we'll come back to that one because obviously it's an important one. Um, or some of them have, you know, kids playing within our um, youth teams, which has brought them a bit closer um, to, the, to the team. The obvious ones for... for for reasons why people supported Nairn County that used to live in the, uh, the town is because they grew up there, family used to take them. You know, we even had somebody that did their placement and they uh, teaching placement in there and, and they loved it, written about the club, so so have followed the club ever since. So there's always reasons out there um, that are, are various reasons why somebody will, will um, support Nairn. You know, Nairn being a seaside town, um, we've got a big holiday caravan park um, down by the, the sea and uh, the beach and you know we have a lot of people that like to come in and watch us when they're on holiday and if it's an annual thing they'll, they'll come and watch us regularly so uh, there's always as I said different avenues you we are trying to tap into and I'm sure the same will be the same for for the for your club we try to get a gauge of how many of our fans or, or the fans that complete the survey had kids so we were looking at you know the questions we asked is do you have kids any kids yes preschool aged yes primary school aged yes secondary school aged and um yes older left home or, or, or none at all and you know it was it was a mixed bag across there but most ha- having an older um number of people respond to the survey it meant you know the the highest return on this was yes got kids but they're older left home we then asked how, how often do you come to Station Park and it varied from never to um, every game. The Most of the, so we had about 22% said they come at least once a season, another 22% said more than five times a season, 25% said more than 15 uh, times a season, 15% every game and then it was 2.5% never, 7.5% very, very rarely um, and, and 7% in there at least once every uh, couple of seasons. So, you know, there was a, a sort of mixed, but again, a lot of regular fans, which was good to see completed the survey. But obviously we're, we're trying to understand more about why people don't come. So that was one thing, again, took away from the survey and trying to encourage more non-fans to, to complete the survey um, in the following season. So again, we asked, you know, what has prevented you from coming in the past? Uh, work, childcare, or other commitments um, was the most popular. 
you know, don't live close by but still follow the team. Um, uh, was also up there having interest on a Saturday. You know, we're a, we're a Highland League team. Um, you know, other people have got their main team that they support. So a lot of respondents go to watch another team on a Saturday. Um, you know, whatever was another one that um, people referenced. So, you know, some things you can't control. Um, but it was interesting to, to hear all the responses. You know, then I asked about who do you go to football matches with? You know, was it 39% said they went themselves, 10% said their partner, 18% said their kids, um, 30% said friends, 20% said other family members, and 32% uh, said themselves, but meet other people at the game. So again, trying to get an understanding of the makeup of, of, of match goers and um, identify as there potentially other things we could do there. Uh, asked what what do people think of Nairn County and you know for this one gave lots of provided lots of different terms in there ranging from like welcome welcoming um, to not forward thinking forward thinking good standard um, too male orientated and ambitious could do more in the community strong pe- presence in the community so a lot a whole host of different o- options and respondents could select multiple answers and, and get a um, get across you know the, the the different options that were there and and the different so start to paint a picture of how people view the club. We then progressed on to um things like Club nineteen fourteen and and we'll get on to Club nineteen fourteen and, and a membership in a, a different episode. But you know what we found was that thirty five percent of the respondents of the survey said they were a member. Um, of the club, um, fifty five percent said they weren't, and more interestingly for for me, um, ten percent said they were un- unaware of it. So again, now starting to identify, oh, there's probably something we can do in that area. Again, the same with the club, uh, fifty fifty, which is a fifty fifty draw that fans can pay quarterly or or annually to to be a part of it and win some money. Um, so again, we had ten percent unaware of that. So I started going right. Okay, there's probably more we need to do there. Asked about if they were season ticket holders. Asked what social media channels they used. Also asked for the website thoughts and, and made this an open one. And basically just said, leave a comment on on what you'd like to see. What do you think of it? And it was one thing I identified when I started. It's probably one thing we're going to need to address uh, quite quickly or as quick as we can because uh, with, with limited budget on, you know, how can we improve our website uh, and you know make it a lot more modern than, than what it was because we've had it for a, for a good number of years and it did a job at one point but as things move on it not so much asked about merchandise and whether they bought any and, and what has maybe prevented them from buying merchandise um asked what more could their county do uh, do more of and that 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 changed from you know, do more with schools and, and um youngsters um to you know better on site hospitality, you know, better seating, um, you know, more more live streaming of matches, etc. So, you know, there there was a lot of varied replies. But what this really did for us, um and, and for me in particular was it gave me a good starting point, as I said, to roll out a marketing plan. Um, and take the committee through that and, and start working on that so that for a first podcast is where we're at um 
in the next podcast we'll talk about that market and plan and talk about what we did next. Yeah.